0: Hi, my loves. Welcome back to another episode on the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. Um today I kind of want to speak about the goals that we have to get us through grief and healing. Even oftentimes, even though we may not know it right away, we do have some sense in our our brain and our thoughts and our thinking of where we want to go and what we want to do. There's a lot that I just didn't understand when I was going through my grief and healing and but what i did know is that i wanted to find a sense of purpose for myself after evelyn died i really wanted i wanted to do something that that would help people that would help mothers specifically through pregnancy loss and for me there isn't a pathway because Pregnancy loss is still super taboo and stigmatized and nobody wants to talk about it. So I'm kind of blazing my own trail and trying to figure it out as I go. I'm trying to figure out how I can serve these moms and find them and really show them that help will help their healing process and stuff like that a lot faster than just trying to navigate it on their own. So... Yeah, let's hop in. So when healing from loss, people often have various goals that help them cope with their grief and help them find a sense in their recovery. Um, so let's just talk about some common goals that some people may strive for during their healing process. So number one, one of the biggest goals is acceptance. They want to be able to come to terms with what happened. And oftentimes that's one of the hardest parts. Um, They want to be able to really accept the emotions that accompany the reality of the loss, which means acknowledging the pain and also understanding though, that it's a natural part of the healing journey. Death is not easy. And that's why I believe we as a race and as a culture shy away from talking about it because it's, it's not comfortable. It's, it's scary. And we don't know anything about it on the other side, right? So really going through the pain and not hiding it is a big way to acknowledge it. It has to be there for us to acknowledge it. We have to let it be there. Uh, Let's see. Number two, emotional expression. So many people want to be able to express their emotions and allow themselves to grieve openly and this is another thing that is stigmatized because people it makes people uncomfortable and people don't want to talk about grief things that are hard things that hurt things that could cause an emotional reaction um but enable in, April, in To be able to express yourself emotionally, you need to be able to have trusted friends or family or significant others. Um, Or you can express yourself by writing in your journal, coloring, uh, bullet journaling, engaging um, in therapeutic activities like art and music and dance and exercise, movement really in any form. And It's kind of like the idea of kids process through play and they they learn through play. We really learn how to express ourselves in our highest form when we're able to express it in, in a way that includes movement of the emotions. So like your body moving, your hand moving, pen to paper, when you're journaling, speaking it out loud... Um, drawing and coloring and painting with the paintbrush, even finger painting, anything is a huge way, um, to allow the expression of your emotion to come out really. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about, uh, number three is self-care. Again, a word that's been thrown around so much lately. I know it can sound redundant and just annoying, I'm really trying to figure out another phrase to use for self-care because it is really just dull. Um, but uh, a goal some people focus on is really prioritizing self-care, which is cr- critical and crucial to the healing process, especially after giving birth. Um, you got to think that not only are they they um, healing from giving birth. They are now on this new journey of healing because of a devastating traumatic loss. Um, and healing more than one thing at a time is hard. I'm trying to think of another word for hard. It is it's fucking hard. How about that? It works. <laughs> and learning how to prioritize healing. You know, so maybe the first few weeks you really focus on healing your body. Um, Remember, especially from the placenta coming off, you have like a dinner plate size uh, wound in your uterus that needs to heal. And I think a lot of us forget that um, because you can't see it. You can't see anything on the inside. So we tend to focus more on the outer things, you know, like showering and walking, like, physical movement and nutrition and things like that. But we have to remember too, that we gotta, there's, we gotta focus on the internal healing. That's not just emotional and mental, but also physical. So maintaining a healthy lifestyle, engaging in relax, relaxation techniques, sorry. Um, things like yoga and Pilates, but also getting massages and going to the spa, um, craniosacral therapy, physical therapy, um, also seeking professional help and getting enough rest. Uh, If you haven't heard, women need more sleep than men, which is not surprising, especially with all the things that we go through. If you can imagine going through grief, you need even more. And I will guarantee most of us are not getting that. Number four is establishing a support network. Excuse me, I don't. It's like I process during my podcast episodes and I get tired from it and I start yawning. Oh my goodness, sorry. Okay, so having a strong support system is super important, especially when you're healing from loss. Um, but it also includes reaching out. So this can be hard for some people, especially if you don't like asking for help, because you want to reach out to your friends, family, um, find support groups, therapists. And anyone else for comfort, understanding, and guidance through your journey. And oftentimes it's really hard to find somebody that's going through what you're going through in that moment because we're not talking about it. And if you're not talking about it, how can you how can you connect? How can you find that sense of community? And that's why I'm trying to really normalize this and allow moms to share their stories and their journeys without shame or guilt. Um, and oftentimes you need help establishing a support group. So using, utilizing your doula, if you have an, or a postpartum doula, um, lactation consultants, you know, if you're working on suppressing your milk supply, they have so many resources. Um, let me see. Oh, anyways. Okay. Number five, finding meaning and purpose. So this was one of my goals. I didn't really realize that it was a goal yet, but it was. And so a lot of us want to find meaning and purpose following a loss because what I believe is that we we couldn't find meaning or purpose behind the fact or why the reason why our baby had to die. I'm I'm not a religious person, person and, you know, that may sway some people from not listening to the podcast anymore. And that is fine. You do you, but I do not believe in God. I, I am very spiritual though. And I believe that there's, there is a source of energy out there that I don't want to say manipulates. That's kind of a negative term, but um, we're all connected. Everything is connected. Okay. So just finding meaning, meaning and purpose and I, d- I don't believe, you know, you know, God needed the baby, that kind of thing. I don't, I didn't find that healing. I found, I found that just sad, you know, and I don't want this to turn into a religious thing. So I'll get off that topic. But, um, so this goal, finding meaning and purpose, you may explore like new values that you have, um, new identifying new interests or passions or who you are in general that changes after you have a loss. And then also finding ways to honor the memory of your baby. And for me, I realized that I've always had really high, high, high value, high morals. I expect a lot from other people because I expected it of myself. And that got stronger in me. And then also realizing that I was definitely not the same person that I was. That was another loss for me. I lost who I was. So going on that journey, that was, um, it was, it was like another piece of the puzzle. There are so many puzzle pieces that you wade through. And let's see, number six. This will be like this could be um, a goal would be gradual re-engagement with your life. And this is definitely something I went through. But so when when we're ready to finally re-engage with people and trying to reintegrate ourselves into our daily lives and daily routines, um, it's a struggle, but it's it's definitely a good goal to have because getting into routine really helps you get through the day. So things like returning to work, pursuing hobbies or finding new hobbies, or participating in social events like birthday parties and baby showers, and even though that may take longer, um, even community events, things like that. Um, It's really important, though, to allow yourself time. You don't want to rush the healing journey or rush yourself into feeling like you can do something. I definitely did that. I would put myself in situations where I realized I did not want to be there and I didn't have the capacity to even talk to people. And I was really awkward and I felt wrong. I felt like I shouldn't be there. I didn't want to be there, but I was hoping I wanted, like I wanted to be there, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it in a, in a way that was happy and healthy. And, um, I still have trouble engaging in life, unfortunately um, it's definitely gotten better, but also because I had this loss right before the pandemic about six months before the pandemic, so that happened and you know I turned into a recluse and i I wasn't engaged with life and then the pandemic happened and then it got even worse and harder. so I think that's a big reason why I'm still learning how to re-engage and reintegrate. And honestly, my husband coming home from the military, we're still reintegrating from that. That was over a year ago. Things really take time. And, but in our world, we want things to, you know, now, 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 now. It just, it doesn't work that way. Um, Number seven, another, uh, another goal some of us have is like becoming resilient. Now, resilience some people might think you're just born with it or you have it but it's really a skill that it's a muscle really and you have to strengthen it and unfortunately it only gets strengthened when you go through these hard things and you get through them so developing it is a common goal after loss um it includes like strengthening your coping mechanisms learning from the experience and growing emotionally stronger as we navigate through grief and life's challenges. And like I said, the only way to build it is to go through the trauma, the loss or the terrible experience and then working through it by strengthening yourself. It's unfortunately something you cannot have unless you've gone through hard times and it can just be so challenging you guys. And if you don't have any goals, if you've lost a baby and you you're like, fuck this shit, I don't want any goals. I just want to be sad right now. That is so okay. Don't don't let this feel like you have to rush. I'm literally just here sharing all different types of things that happen after pregnancy loss during pregnancy loss. And I was there. I was in your shoes. I was there for months, if not the first year. But I want you to know that you are going to be okay, even if it doesn't feel like it is going to be okay right now. You can feel two different things at two different times, and it's going to be okay. I'm here for you, mama. And I hope this was a helpful episode. I had, re- I had a lot of fun um, brainstorming for this one. And I look forward to seeing you next week.